0: Project Tariyag, Day 68, Mitzvah Taf Chaf Gimel And it's a, this is the mitzvah, so the person is to put up a mezuzah on the door of his home. The partzach says, You should write these words on the doors of your homes, which are on your gates. And the two parishes that they are says it by is the parash of Shema and Hohem Shemoya. They are both written together in that order on the same piece of parchment. And afterwards, they put, they have to be attached to the doorway of a person's home. The reason for this mitzvah is the same as the mitzvah of tefillin and kriyashma, and that is as, so serve as a reminder for a person on his doorway that Hakadosh Baruch is in control, Hakadosh Baruch is aware of him, and his responsibility to keep the mitzvahs. And therefore, the, the mezuzah has to be put on the top third of a door, which the person will be able to see it, and the tefach nearest to the Shusarabi where a person will. Well, Come into contact with it whenever he comes into or out of his house. When it comes to the mezuzah, the two parishes are of each other, and not just the two parishes, even one letter is ma'akev, which means if one letter is wrong, the whole mezuzah is parcel. Similarly, if the letters run into each other, so there isn't a airspace or let's say a blank parchment around each letter, which is called ma'akev kubil, that's also parcel. And lastly, the mezuzah has to be written in order, and therefore a person can't go back to correct a mistake. And the aloha is that it's put on the right side when a person comes into the house. need to that that's the way a person walks forward when he, comes, when he approaches something. And it's not just a door to a house, but it's a door also to a courtyard, to a city, to a storeroom, whether it's to a shed. Everything is chaiven Mezuzah. However, if it's just a doorway to somewhere which is not Roya right which isn't the place people could live in, so then it's not Mezuzah. Same thing. uh HaKi a washroom or something like that, is not a mockum which is also for usage of a respectable nature of a covered, and therefore it's not chaiven in Mezuzah. Same thing, the Beis which is Kodesh and the Chaiven Mezuzah is not similar, similar to your house, which is not a Makam Kodesh. However, a analysis, which is also used for people to stay in, would be in Mezuzah. The Gemara says that a person needs to check the Mezuzah twice in seven years. And the Mezuzah has to be written also in the same writing with the Tagim, and all the rules of writing a Zeifer the Allah is that a person who lives in the house has to put up a mezuzah, it's the responsibility of the tenant, not of the owner. And if a, in Eretz Yisrael, as soon as a person hires a house, he's chayiv to put up a mezuzah. And in Chutz if a person hires a house or Eretz Yisrael, if a person staying in an inn, he's only chayiv after 30 days. If a person needs the house, he's not allowed to take the mezuzah with him, if it belongs to a Jew. The Gemara gives 10 conditions for a house to be high in Mezuzah. Number one, that it's the size of 4 for by 4 ohms. Number two, it has two doorposts. It has a lintel on top of them. There's a roof to the house. It has doors. The door has to be at least 10 toachim high. It's not Kodesh. It's meant for human habitation, like we said before. It's meant for dearest covered, as opposed to a washroom or a bathhouse or something like that. And it's meant for dearest cover. It's not a temporary thing which is why sukkah would be part of from a mezuzah. If there are a number of doors to the house, each door needs a mezuzah, even though he doesn't go through the other doors so regularly, since they all have answered to the conditions of being a doorway, they'll all be khaiven mezuzah. Same thing in between the rooms of a house, when the separate doors and doorways, they'll be in a mezuzah. This mitzvah applies in every place in time, both to men and to ladies. And if a person's over in this and builds a house, and doesn't leave mezuzah on the door whether it's his house or whether he's renting a house in Israel immediately or when chusla is after 30 days and hasn't put up a mezuzah he's been a battle this mitzvah Say, however as long as he's there he's still m'quiv to put up a mezuzah when he's there and to make the brachalit of the likvayah mezuzah mitzvah taf khaftarad and that is not to test a navi The Pasuk says, which literally means, don't test Hashem. And we understand this to mean also that once a Navi has proven himself to be a messenger from Hashem, a Navi Amis, so we shouldn't test him either. Or test Hashem to fulfill what the Navi has told us. The reason for the mitzvah says the Chinuch, because by testing a Navi, it causes damage. Because otherwise people who are jealous of him who don't want to agree with him. They're going to use it as a means, so to speak, to argue with him. And as a result, we for people not to listen and not to obey what the Navi tells them to do. And therefore the Torah commands us once we've established some reason Navi, we have to listen to him and not to test him and accept what he's saying as a Dvarashem. Same thing to ask a Novi for repeated signs and repeated miracles is also in this category. Not every novice says a Chinook on the level that he was able to be on that level of never on a constant state. Same thing when it comes to Hashem, a personal not do mitzvah, so to speak to test how Hashem is going to respond to him, that if he does a mitzvah, is he going to get rewarded or not? And the exception to this rule is the mitzvah of Maiser, on, on which Chazal learned that asher which means if a person takes Mesa, it's in order to become wealthy. right? And here there's a special din. The passage says, You're allowed to test me on this as Hashem. And the reason for that is, is because by supporting the Oni, really Hashem, a person's obeying what Hashem wants him to do. And therefore the passage says, it's so, so, so to speak, that he's lent the money to Hashem. This is specifically talking about the Mesa on the Dereisi level, which means the money given to the kanim or the Levim. Or the produce going the Quran and the Levim. And by doing that, the person brings a source of bracha into his own man, manin, his own produce. And here Hashem promises that he'll be rewarded here, whereas opposed to other metas where the reward is not Olam Now we learn from Chazal, that this will just to do them, the next will just to get the reward. And therefore, a person is not allowed to test Hashem, is he going to get rewarded here? Because anyway, but he was not meant to be here. And what the Gemara says, the person is allowed to give money so that somebody should recover. That doesn't mean that he's giving us a test, but he's asking us as a schus of what the Mitzvah is doing anyway, should bring about a, a favorable response from Hashem to do what he, he's asking for him. What a novi needs to do in order to prove himself and will accept him is to tell us the future with 100% accuracy two or three times. And when we see that everything he predicts comes about exactly as he says. So that's the case we've accepted as a Navi. He doesn't have to do natural, supernatural miracles like Moshe or Elisha did. Also we have to know about him that he's on the level to be a Navi, because the Navi is only in a person on a high spiritual level, both regarding his Torah learning, his Yerushamayim, his Midas, and therefore uh, somebody who's on such a standing and predicts us what's going to happen and he's found that he's correct, we can accept him as a Navi. However, a novi who tells us about future bad events, if it doesn't happen, it's not a proof that he's not a Navi MS. because can threaten the punishment and if Shai Yisrael improve into each other then the punishment won't be delivered like, you know, by Nineveh, and even Hashem originally that it didn't be overturned, the trouble that they did, so to speak, stalled or stopped like there. However, anyway, if a novi promises a future good tidings, then that something which would don't happen would be a sign He's a novi checker, because once a Kodesh Barucho sends a novi as a messenger of a harbinger of what's going to be good, Hashem won't reverse that. This method applies not to test a novi, to both the and the ladies every time when there is a novi. In every place, and if a person's over in this and does overly test the Novi, he's over in this love, but there's no malchus for it because there's no action involved. Mitzvah, Tov, Chav, and that's the Mitzvah to kill the seven nations of Canaan. The Pasuk says, Chacharim, Tacharim, Yisum, completely destroy them in more than one place. And as the the Torah specifies, these nations, the Knani, the Chiti, the Mori, the Prizi, the Chibi, the Yvusi, and they have to be completely destroyed. The reason for that is the Chinuch because since they were so depraved and debased with our desire and immorality, therefore, we were dist- and since there was a center, so to speak, of our desire in the world, we have to destroy them. They shouldn't be remembered. They shouldn't be found anymore. And the point for us in eradicating them is that they won't be as a Mitchell for us. We won't be able to learn from them or be convinced by them. And there will be a lesson for us also that how HaKadosh Baruch is not prepared to tolerate the desire And therefore, nobody who is involved in destroying, so to speak, of a desire would uh, be tempted to serve it himself. And if one would wonder why HaKadosh Baruch created nations to be destroyed, and that nations that are ashamed, the answer to that is Hashem didn't create Hashem. Hashem gives everybody the choice to make their own decisions, whether to be good or to be bad. Hashem doesn't force anybody what to choose. And these seven nations, by their choice to be depraved and wicked, and so they so to speak, with Mechaib themselves, they deserve the death penalty which was given to them. However, it didn't have to be that way. Had they made different choices, they could have been Sadeqim, like everyone else in the world. Besides, for this, even if an entire nation is considered wicked and gets wiped out, it could be there would be a certain individual who will emerge from that nation who was a tzaddik or deserved to be created, and therefore Akkadish is willing to sustain or bring about an entire generation or an entire nation for the sake of the one tzaddik which will emerge from there, such as we find Rus came from Moab, or Antoninus came from the descendants of Asav and in their merit, the the nation deserved to exist. The mitzvah of waging a war is incumbent on the Jewish king, and what's called the Milchabes mitzvah, a mitzvah to wage a war, is either these wars against the seven nations, or the war against Amalek, where likewise Klai Yisrael were instructed to destroy. This mitzvah of destroying the seven Amamim applies, says according to the Chinuch, both to men and to ladies, in any place in time, would be able to destroy them. The Rambam writes that if a person thinks that this was a time-bound mitzvah which only applied with Israel, came into Israel until the seven nations were destroyed. The Rambam explains that's not the case. A mitzvah is only considered a mitzvah for one generation when the Torah def- defines it only as being given to that generation. Such as a mitzvah of which were only applicable in the midbar. However, a mitzvah which is given as a mitzvah, even if the facts are that it's not practical right now, doesn't mean it's a mitzvah which is only given for one generation. And therefore, the mitzvah of destroying Amalek or the seven nations was given as a mitzvah. Whether we have members of those nations to kill right now or not, won't render the mitzvah as a mitzvah only given for a time. And even if today, there are a few remnants who remain from the seven nations. Are scattered. We don't know who they are, and we're not in a position to raise an army and to fight them. It doesn't mean that the mitzvah doesn't apply. It just means we're unable to recover in the mitzvah. A person would be able to makay with this mitzvah, and uh, he, even today, and he would know for, definitively someone's from one of these nations, and he'd be able to kill him without endangering himself. And he doesn't do that. He's beavatul the mitzvah. As I say. Besides first. There's also Mitzvotah involved, and then later on the Torah says Laitachai, called and then and that's a negative instruction not to keep alive any one of the seven nations. Mitzvotah, and that is Shalom, Lachon, and not to have mercy on an idolater. When it comes to idol worshippers, we shouldn't feel sorry for them, we shouldn't have compassion for them, we shouldn't praise what they do. And we shouldn't uh, find any positive malice in what they in their activities. And so much we shouldn't find favour in their eyes. Al the Gemara says a person shouldn't praise how beautiful a guy is or what qualities he has. The positive is to which means don't provide anything which will give them chayn, which will give them grace in people's eyes. Same thing a person can't give them gifts. And the reason for the mitzvah is actions always follow what a person thinks or what he says, and therefore if a person is going to refrain in his mind and in his words from connecting to or praising, Oedah uh, Vahedah he's is creating a distance from, from befriending them or following them. This doesn't apply to every non-Jew, specifically to someone who worships idols. However, a non-Jew who doesn't serve idolatry he accepts the seven mitzvahs, which the Torah expects non-Jews to do. It's called a geratoshav, which means a Jew, non-Jew is allowed to live in our midst. Not only that, we have certain dinam of chesed to him. We have to give him tztaqah if he needs. We can give him gifts if necessary. And uh, that's called a geratoshav, was allowed to live in Yisrael as well. The Gemara says this dinam of geratoshav only applies in the time of the Yovel. However, the din of feeding the poor of the goyim applies even today says the Gemara. We've made Darkesh Shalom and is not to create uh, enemies in the goyim who feel that we're differentiating and not treating their poor as we do our, our own. This myth applies in every place and every time, both to men and the ladies. And if a person's over in this and he does praise and over a desire or what they do, he's over this love. But there's no Marcus because it doesn't involve an action. However, says the oin Moed, he deserves a big punishment because the creating connections with Goim is the reason to come to a lot of takkotas, to a lot of mistakes, which comes from following them or learning from them. Mitzvah Taf Chav Zain, and that is not to marry within Goim. Then it's and the Possum says that. Don't get married with them. Ramesses doesn't just apply to the seven nations, it applies to all non Jewish peoples. That doesn't mean either the person himself or giving his daughter to a non Jew or his son to a non Jewish lady. This refers to any non Jew before they convert, not specifically the seven nations of Canaan. However, when it comes to seven nations, there's an added severity, and that is even if they would become gerim, since they were the nation most in meshna v'gezora, they would be also even afterwards to marry within Klal Yisrael. However, however, other nations, if they would become gerim, would be allowed to marry gerim. This is only an official marriage, they are khasnas. but uh, the Torah here isn't answering. The Maisa with a non-Jew, and that's how asked Rabbanan for four reasons. they married like a leader, a a in the The reason for the mitzvah is because it says people follow the, the what their wives want, and therefore if a person would marry a non-Jew, she would lead him to serve her desire, and not only that, but uh, the influence should be on the children born to them if she would bring them as well. The in the mission is that if a person publicly has relations with a non-Jew, so the Alok is Kanoi and like we saw by Pinchas, that when he knew that Zimri was involved in a Maeser Avera with Cosby, a non-Jew, he took the initiative in his own hands and he killed both of them. But the Kanoi who wants to punish them can only do that while they're actively involved in the Avera, not after they've already ended it, which is what happened by Pinchas as well. And in a case like that, we bring them to base and we give them the Malchus. from the that there's also a chorus involved. The Apostle says in Malachi, that, Hashem, Hashem will give chorus to a person who marries a non-Jew. Same thing if a non-Jewish man has relations with a Jewish woman. If she's a married lady, he gets killed for that. And if not, she's a not married lady, he doesn't get killed. But a Jew who would have relations with a non-Jewish woman she would get killed even though we don't say that there is a dinner of issues by Goyim but like we see by other cases where she causes a taqarah to happen to him so she will get punished as well. This mitzvah or this issue of marrying a guy applies in every place in time both the men and the woman and if a person's over in this and does marry one of the seven nations of Canaan even after they convert, he gets Marcus. And if a person chooses one of them for his son or for his daughter, he lives over on this life, he doesn't get Marcus because that's not the action. But this child, who will then have a, will then have, do a mason and marry them, we get Malchus. And when it comes to the other nations, while well, there's still non Jews, so similarly there, if a person's he gets get actively involved in a relationship with them to marry them, it'd be high of Marcus. And as we saw before, she's high of Mesa. And if there wouldn't be a marriage, it would just be a relationship not based on marriage. So then he would get Marcus, Marcus Mardus, only Midrabon.